Hello and welcome to another episode of Forerunners.app. You're with Alice and Lucy. I'll introduce myself today, shall I? <laughs> all right, we're going to start with quick fire questions. So, first of all, Al, black or brown for like clothes? Brown. Le- brown. Okay. Right. I know it's very on Melbourne, but brown. I was going to say specifically leggings. Brown. Brown. Yeah, specifically like a rich chocolate brown. I think it's called Java in Lululemon. Java, you reckon? Is that what I'm wearing right now? Exactly. It's got a hole in the name. <laughs> All right. Would you rather a sauna or an ice bath? Tough call. There's a time and a place for both. I'm going to say as a rule of thumb, Never. I love a sauna. I love a sauna, specifically an infrared one. However, ice bath is a lot cheaper and easier because you can literally just go down to the bay in Port Melbourne and jump in. Yeah, we actually got a portable ice bath from Peak Performance the other day. So we need to yes. try that out. Um, so, but what is it about a sauna? I The infrared. Do you know what it is? Is getting your body temperature that hot and going for a really good sweat and then immediately coming out of there and then having a really cold shower. And that contrast between that extreme hot and that extreme cold just makes you feel so awesome to the point where it's like almost like a couple of glasses of wine, really. You just get lulled into this really nice kind of comfortable zen state, I would feel. Okay. I'm still trying to... Um, appreciate it. I think I always just come out with a headache and <laughs> need some electrolytes. To be honest, it is quite similar, I would say, to you know when you finish a really hard track session, for example, and you're kind of a bit exhausted, but you feel kind of invigorated, you've got some endorphins. Endorphins, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. Comedy or drama? Drama. Specifically, we're talking about TV series and TV shows. No, just around the house. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah. You, it's definitely going to be drama. <laughs> kind of a combination of both, but it's definitely drama. Um, yeah, so series or movies? Well, if it's stand-up, obviously comedy is my favourite thing in the world to watch. I absolutely love stand-up comedy. However, if I'm going to watch a TV series, a movie, etc., it's probably at the moment. I'm going for more of a horror genre. Yeah, um, it's true. We've been having a Dracula series recently, also a zombie series, as well as a um, another one. And I'm not sure what they are. They're monsters. So it's called From. It's on Stan. Highly recommend it. I've been terrified. Oh, that's true. There's something about it. That was actually really good. That one's kind of realistic. I don't know. I can't get into the Dracula, but From is actually great. You definitely fell asleep during Dracula. <laughs> it was really therapeutic. All the screaming and the blood and then... Oh, yeah, it's tripping. Although you do actually sleep like a Dracula. Though. I do. On your back and your arms. On my back. Arms folded. Completely. <laughs> and you wake up in the morning and the sheets are like completely the same. <laughs> don't move. Actually, he's so creepy. It's really creepy. I don't know. Favorite pair of shoes at the moment. Well, I'm going to say it's my trail shoes. I have some trail shoes. Oh, colors. actually, wait, before you go on, I am, and I don't think this is actually going to change your answer, okay. but it doesn't have to be running shoes. It can be oh, like casual yeah. shoes. Okay, oh my God. But I think you're still going to have the same answer, to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm a cowboy boots. So I got these cowboy okay. boots back when I was 18 years old. And that that's a very long time ago. They're nearly two decades old. And I think <laughs> back in the days when you were sort of, I was working full time after being at school and I had to put them on lay-by. Remember doing lay-bys? And so I used to go in every week and add an extra like 20 bucks or whatever. It took me bloody months to pay these off and they're very small. I feel like my feet have gotten bigger as I've gotten older. They're like splayed, got some bunions, whatever, in your 30s. Um, (laughs) That sounds nice. (laughs) They're awful. My feet are awful. However, these cowboy boots are the best. They've got like a really good heel. They're aesthetically just really badass, in my opinion. Um, And they pretty much go with everything. Yeah, it's true. They actually are pretty good. Um, in saying that, what shoes have you been wearing more more often than not recently? Out. 
I'm just going to emphasize this out, not running, not trail running. Oh yeah. My trail running shoes. Her trail running shoes. You literally cannot take them off her. Um, what do you, what, what do you like about them specifically? I like, well, they're obviously, I got them a few sizes too big because they didn't have the size that I needed. Um, so I like a really big shoe. You know, when you're like, mum's like, okay, Alice, I need you to get in the groceries in the car and you've literally got under 10 seconds to get out there or else you get yelled at. So you grab whatever shoes are at the door and they're always your dad's or like whatever. And then you put them on and they're really comfy. If someone else's shoes, they're a bit bigger. They're kind of worn in. That's how they're probably a bit warm too. If someone else is just taking them off. Yeah. No, <laughs> But anyway, these ones are a little bit big. They're also very wide and they've got a very soft cushioned sole. However, they've kind of got a plate in them as well. So they're soft but firm. Yeah. And to be honest, I've tried yours on. I'm like a few sizes bigger, but I've tried them on. And like, hey, I actually get it. I think there's something in trail running shoes. Because and particularly for you and your plantar issues, you've got like the softness. So that's obviously going to impact the load. But then because... Um, the sole has to be like so stiff and so tough so that nothing can actually like penetrate through it. It's quite rigid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. And so I, I can see the appeal to it. And yeah. I, I've never worn trail running shoes before. I've never sort of felt the need to. Mm. But I'm super intrigued just to try it now because I think there's something in it. And I know that I've had some shoes that are a little bit too bendy through the midfoot and that's kind of affected those sort of joints. Like they get locked up easily and just like overused. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually, I like what you, th- I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't wear them out to like a nice restaurant. But I, I definitely would, just to defer. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like they're very cool. So you don't actually have the same aesthetic eye in terms of you're <laughs> definitely the creative one and you're definitely probably the more fashion one. But I definitely think that you're missing the aesthetic value of these shoes. There's something cool about them to the point where the guy that was making me at cafe the, you know, the cafe the other day, he's probably like a dad, maybe of like a few kids. What do you like them? He loved them. I got out my phone and I was showing him how to like, I was Googling the brand and what type they were and I was showing him. He was ordering them. Like I was literally influencing like a dad. A dad. So a dad <laughs> liked your shoes? Yeah. So they're good. All right. Dad they're, fashion. They must be cool then. Last question. What's your favourite flavour of pizza that you've had recently? What is it recently? <laughs> We're, we're very much into pizza at the moment, so I'm going to say the the last the past week. What's your favourite flavour pizza that you've had in the past week? It's been a few. Do you know what? I actually really, really can't go past a really solid margarita, which sounds incredibly boring and vanilla. However, tomato base, always for me. White bases just don't cut it. Um, second of all, the cheese on it is always really good. And I feel like we had a really good one recently, Chow Chella. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was really good. That was actually better than normal. Was that margarita? Yeah, and then yeah. there was a mushroom one as well, but the mushroom one has a white base. Yeah, okay. I like a tomato base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That was particularly good. Oh, um, yeah, I agree. We also have them making a few ourselves, and I feel like we're starting to get better at it. And when I say we're making them, we're literally just getting the bases and then putting toppings on them, but we feel like we're sort of having some sort of creative control over the... Yeah, it's literally a ready-made pizza that we just put some pumpkin on top. <laughs> yeah. And avocado. It's it's the step in the right direction. It's probably the gateway to being a chef. It's actually good, though. It's actually good to try a few different ones. So, yeah. Okay, you're up. Ready? Starting off nice and light here. The best Lululemon tights to run in for winter? I reckon the new Fast and Free. The old ones I've had up until now, they're super comfy, but the new ones have actually just got a new style out okay so now different shape it's slightly higher in the waist yeah less pockets less seams yeah um more streamlined yeah pb i'll well. be honest i haven't actually tried them yet <laughs> on a run but they seem pretty good okay and warming up again speaking of being warm and doing winter running 
your current favourite session if you have to choose between the two. First option, 90 seconds on, 30 seconds off with a bit of a float situation. And I'd like to just point out that when it's 90 seconds on, 30 seconds off, because I've been doing this with you, the 30 seconds off isn't really actually off. And I've been a bit outraged because... Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a fart leg. It's a fart leg. And that's like, yeah. if you want to see, like I finished the 90 seconds and you're like, oh, we're still kind of going and it's sort of pretty much yeah. the same thing. So I guess if anyone's not familiar with fart leg training, like for example, if you're doing like 90 second intervals, you would do 90 seconds and then you would either jog or walk for the recovery bit. But in a fart leg, it's kind of like a 20 minute block of running where you just change your pace a little bit so in this That's one it was really uncomfortable yeah it was 20 minutes of like 90 seconds faster 30 seconds slower so it's not like really fast it's not really slow it's just kind of a slight change in pace and you're lucky it's a real privilege to run with you i know so i haven't been i haven't been whinging but it is actually really challenging okay option number two is four minute reps oh definitely 90 seconds okay why uh, shorter the better. We're going to do such a thing you to read it right up. Wait, we can't tell the recovery for the four minutes. Uh, one minute. Standing or like jogging? Nah, jogging. Still fart leg. Um, yeah, no, definitely 90 seconds. Keep it interesting. I don't have that much attention span. I reckon, okay, so I reckon next week we go back to doing 90 seconds because I also agree with that. I didn't like the four minutes either. Yeah, look, I'm not writing my program, I so. Stitch this up. I'm not the one choosing this. I'll just do what I'm told. And also I do what I'm told, which is what you say. <laughs> I'm like at the bottom of the chain of commands. <laughs> it's actually devastating. All right, best location for a post-run cappuccino in Melbourne? Oh, um, I think recently, I was going to say two record. Not Durak Road, uh, Domain Road. The one um, DB, right near the tan. I think it's pretty good. It's reliable, it's hot, it's strong. The cup's nice. Good um, wrong. Domain Brasserie, DB Cafe, just up to the tan. And I would absolutely agree with that too. Also, they're super friendly. Mm. Um, and that's always part of it. The worst so, one? And my side. The worst one is the one that doesn't have enough chocolate powder on well, top. Well, it has no chocolate powder on top. All it serves in cocoa on top. I love how ballsy you are, though, and you'll actually happily go up and ask for sprinkles. Like, I'm so, like, okay, Extra. I'm just having a flat white today. And you're like, no, no, no. We're going to have a cappuccino. We had the sprinkles. And you actually will go up and you've changed ones for me. Yeah. It ever be great. Although I have to say, like, we do stitch ourselves up because we both get um, soy. And so I feel like people often assume that you're, like, vegan or something. So you can't have, like, Chocolate. yeah. Oh, no. That's I think that's, thing. yeah, I reckon that's a. That's not the taste of soy, to be fair. All right. Final question. Would you rather run a half marathon in a pair of Crocs? Or barefoot. Crocs. Sure. I'm actually wearing some now. Still have the price tag on because I got them from an op shop and I'm looking at them realising how old they are, but they're so comfy. Wanted by somebody else. Can I really say that wearing someone else's Crocs, there's something about them that's not, it's like wearing someone else's thongs. It's not okay. You know, but when I bought them, I thought that they were kind of new. No, definitely Yeah, well, obviously I've got my glasses on right now and I haven't seen them without, I have only seen them without my glasses on. And they're actually quite worn, which, yes, makes them comfy, but now I'm kind of thinking like a bit like, yeah. <laughs> Would you have them in sports mode? With little straps on the back? Yeah, it makes a difference. Okay, good. They, they are actually really comfy. I reckon I could walk around all day in them. I reckon half marathon, you probably wouldn't pull up super well, but you could definitely do it. Um, all right, moving along. So, first of all, quick little debrief. We had an event in Sydney recently. Oh, yeah, that was great to celebrate really good time. the launch of uh, our Forerunners app. <laughs> so it's been a long work in progress. So it's just about to be la- uh, just about to be ready for use, the beta version. So we decided to go up to Sydney and share the love and do a, a bit of an in real life Pilates session for people because obviously the platform's completely online. So it's you know pretty special when we can actually see people in person and connect with them. Hey, I tell you what, Sydney turned it on. It was a beautiful day in the park. 
There was heaps of people there. We had some cracking snacks. We'd actually been out the night before to a house party. And those people, we actually accumulated quite a few people from that house party to the next day event. We knew yeah. the plan, but we were sort of, you know, pretty jovial and um, the more the merrier always. Yeah, it was absolutely great. It was actually perfect. There was like a little bit of cloud cover. We had a jazz band that kind of was there just... Um, <laughs> we didn't organise it. No, no, it was just there kind of creating some ambience. And what's even more exciting is the fact that this weekend we've got one in Melbourne as well. Yeah, so that'll be really good. We've um, we've planned the snacks and that's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned. And also being Melbourne, we have planned it indoors because it just can't be trusted. Like you can plan something in the park and perhaps we get away with it, but it's just going to be cold. doesn't matter how much, you know, the sun is out, etc. The grass is always going to be wet. It's always going to be frosty. So indoors and it's got bonus sea views. Yeah, that's true. That's your favourite thing. I feel like... Well, you were saying this the other day when we were running around Albert Park, right? That like just having the water in there, there's something about it. And I feel the opposite. When I see water, I'm just like, ah, oh, it looks cold. It looks like it's going to suffocate me. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, Interesting. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you, you love it. Like it seems really like it's calming for you. And I just see the water is my favorite. And actually getting so close to the edge of the water at Albert Park where it's probably a little bit questionable in terms of balance. Um, but you can actually sort of see the depth of the light actually penetrating right to the bottom and you can actually see... Like the silt on the bottom, that's my favourite as well. I think it's also just like running around Albert Park, it's always so windy there. Somehow windier than ever, like anywhere else. I don't mind running around on the road part there, but I think like with the added, like because of the surface there too, it makes you feel really slow. It's really disheartening. It's actually quite interesting because I actually see people doing sessions there all the time and it always amazes me. I'm like, you have this beautiful gravel path. Why would you be on the road around it? Like that little bit of extra impact. And obviously I'm not an elite like you and obviously it makes a difference in terms but I would always go for less impact and less speed than higher impact with greater speed yeah and I definitely like I think that there's something in that in what you're saying it's like well you know if your heart rate's up and your heart rate's you know within a certain range it doesn't really matter what yeah. service you're on but I guess people now have you know really cushioned shoes like compared yeah. to like 10 years ago true shoes are really cushioned so they are kind of made for the roads rather than that sort of like gravel surface plus I like I get the road running like when I'm running fast I would definitely prefer to run on road than gravel because you just have a bit more momentum Ooh. and there's no sort of like slipping so I see it I see it but then um I also think that if you're just going to run on on gravel I mean well if, if you know the idea is to get your heart rate up to a certain or like within a certain range it doesn't really matter what surface you're on they've actually done research on it too and irrespective of the surface traveling at a higher speed uh, you put less load through tendon. So if you ask someone that has had a lower limb tendon, often you'll be doing your rehab at a slightly higher pace than you would of someone that is coming back from, say, a joint or bone injury, which is softer surface, softer pace, mm. because it's basically physics, but mm. you get that momentum up. And I remember actually working with an athlete had had a full Achilles rupture. And I remember seeing their very first couple of jogs back. And I was horrified. And it, it made complete sense, but it just kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable, the fact that you see the paces. It was done on the treadmill initially. And it was like 3.35 pace on for 30 seconds yeah. and then walk for one minute. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so fast. Yeah. However, that is actually the lowest load for the tendon at the time to regenerate. So yeah, it all makes sense depending on what your sort of Achilles heel pun intended and is. in that situation, like how many minutes would their total run volume be? Yes. Yeah, so the first one back was f- usually five, five so by like 30 six, seconds. Oh, five by 30 seconds. So two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like quite low. Yeah, very, very low. Yeah. And usually probably prior to that, it rather than being like a jog warm up as such, they, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Just be straight into it. So the walk um, might be five minutes warm up, 
and then 30 seconds on, one minute off by five, five minute cool down, session done. And then probably actually for an athlete to get on the bike and then finish off a 30 minute spin. Yeah. Add your actual. It's so different from a bone injury, isn't it? So different. You've got to do that gradual loading and yeah, yeah, the slower pace is, is preferred for the first little bit. And actually with bone loading, I've changed my paradigm over the last few years. Um, and I do believe like walking, and I feel like the Japanese have always done this really well, is just keep doing as much as you can to keep loading bone because it is a fluid tissue and it does it does weaken if you don't load it, of course, just mm. like your muscles do. And so actually keeping as much walking as you can is is really important. And, and I like the method whereby going for a walk and then actually eating into your walk. And I know... There's a lot of physios out there that don't agree with that method, but it worked really well for me and a lot of my clients. So rather than going, all right, we're going to do one minute jog, two minute walk, and we're going to do that six to eight times. I actually prefer to do like a 30 minute walk and the last five minutes of that is almost continuous running at a Mm -hmm. really slow pace. And then literally every second day, building it up by one minute. So you go six minutes, seven minutes until you get to 30 minutes. And you hold there for a couple of weeks. So you never do any like walk jogging. Like you wouldn't no. go twenty minutes walk and then one minute walk, one minute jog. Uh, it depends for the person. And some people actually prefer the walk jog. Mm. I felt like it never worked for me and a lot of my runners who are steady state runners because often the injuries are not clear cut. It's not just a specific bone or joint. It's usually a complex, sort of multifactorial situation whereby. It's like a tendon, a bit of joint, a little bit of mechanics, like the whole gamut has been a bit disrupted. And I used to find that doing a run and then a walk, you kind of get your flow and then you cool down again. And then that first 10 seconds of every, you know, 30 seconds or minute rep would always feel a bit icky. Mm. So you don't actually find your rhythm. You don't warm up properly. Um, So long as you're really conservative with that initial jog, to be honest, when I started doing it after a stress response I had, I actually ran for um, two minutes. Um... And then built three, four, right up to 30. It took me ages, but I actually really enjoyed it because it was like, okay, I'm going for a 30-minute walk and just the last little bit near home. Also, it means if you do, you know, pull up a little bit sore, you can cut your run short and you're really close to home. So it's safe. There's nothing worse than that. Everyone's done it, that walk of shame when you're like, actually, this isn't working. And you're like two and a half K from home. Mm, yeah. I think it's interesting. And it's also probably like a reflection of, you know, like who you are as a, as a runner as well. And like in your background, I always find, see, I would definitely prefer to do some walk jogging Mm. because I'm not a cross trainer. So whenever I get back, you know, after having time off, I'm so unfit. Like I literally couldn't run for five minutes nonstop. And so I actually need the walk jog because I haven't like obviously done the cross training that you need to, to be able to maintain that fitness. So I think that's interesting. But also I think it's really interesting because that kind of highlights the difference between you and I as runners. That's literally it in a nutshell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've kind of, especially running together recently, so I've been coming back from this hamstring injury and Alice and I are at a point now that we can do like all of our runs together and it's actually really awesome and we're doing a little bit of swimming together too, but it's so interesting to see the difference in how we approach training. In how we approach training. Physically. And I'd also like to point out that um, on your very first 10K run back, which was a while back now, around Albert Park Lake, so that's sort of coming up again. It was a really windy day. And I haven't had any injuries, really. I've been going pretty well. I've been coached by you, funnily enough. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for that. 
really good. She's a really good coach. <laughs> she's a really good coach. And I had to do exactly what she said because she's very bossy. And it's actually very good though. Very bossy, very opinionated. Oh my gosh, but it works. I know. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, there's no questioning it. <laughs> anyway, I remember in this 10K and you like first 10K back, literally, you've done so well. I literally tucked in behind you. Just oh, it's so wind. windy. And literally, I was like, Alice, you should be actually owning up here. At least she hasn't been running. And I was like, nah, you're on your own. So you went out front. I tucked in behind you and got like a ride back to the car. <laughs> yeah, it worked really well. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, honestly, this is, um, I've kind of been surprised like in myself. This is because, you know, like I, like I said, I'm not a cross trainer. This time I had three and a half months off. I did a little bit of cross training, but I would say I've done sort of one or two cross training sessions a week, mm-hmm. like, um, which has been sort of bike or swimming. And, you know, it's, it's not my thing. I don't enjoy it. It's a fight to get there. Enjoy it once. It's, I mean, I'm glad I've done it once it's finished. But the one thing that I have done is been like really strict and really diligent on my strength stuff. Yeah, you've been so good with the heady rehab for your he- tendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the first time that I have had um, Pilates all the way through my injury. Mm. Uh, all the, yeah, all the way through the injury phase. And, um, yeah, and I'll, I'll admit, like, I was surprised how, we, like, how comfortably I have got back into training. And admittedly, I'm not doing like anything like high end speed or anything like super challenging. It is like a very gradual progression back into it. But even still, like I said, like in previous injuries, and they haven't been as long as three and a half months off. I've, I think I've really struggled to run for like 10 minutes straight or five minutes straight. Like it's. I find that very hard to believe because when I see you running, you're actually not even touching the ground. You're actually like a hoverboard across the ground. And it makes me feel very, very humble to be side by side because I feel like I'm a little steam engine. Like, how long next to you? And it is this, like, she comes in, bullet train. And I'm like, well, what a discrepancy. I'm the Kleinsdale and you're the racehorse. And she's, like, actually just so easy. But I'm happy to grind it out. That's that's for sure. Yeah, but I do find it really interesting. Like, this is that, like, I, I, like, I would say I feel like I have got back into things, like, surprisingly quick. Like, I wouldn't have expected to be um, so comfortable running at this point in time because I've never ever had that in my life. I've always felt like I'm the kind of person that takes ages to get fit again. Um, and it is interesting that the Pilates has been like the one thing that I have. And I know that I'm not just trying to like spruik it, but it actually works. Can I honestly say me obviously running behind you 90% of the time, pelvic stability and hip control is actually pristine. Like that's something that doesn't matter oh, who it is. I'm always checking out like hip control. That's like literally my thing around the town. It actually probably didn't ruin a walk to check out gait patterns. However, your hip stability is gorgeous. You used to have quite a, a strong anterior pelvic tilt and your feet would land a little bit further over with sort of overstriding essentially. And whereas now you've got that really nice smooth pattern. So your foot strike is underneath your pelvis will look side on. And also you, you start leaning forwards, like everything about it. That is interesting because that, that's sort of like pelvic tilt that you're explaining and the overstriding. I wonder if that actually does contribute to like the hamstring injury. Absolutely. Because you get the compression from the tilt of the pelvis, but then you get the length of the hamstring as you overstride. So it's like pretty much the perfect storm. So you've got lengthening the tendon plus compressing the proximal mm-hmm. aspect of the tendon. Boom. And then you've oh. got that. Yeah. Sounds, oh, no, sounds really painful. But I think the thing about Pilates that I actually really like is that like, yeah, it does get you stronger and yeah, it does like improve your mobility. Uh, but also I think you just have a, a little bit more like body awareness and body control. Yeah. So you can actually like choose exactly what you want to be doing, if that makes sense. And I'm quite bossy with it too. As you like, just like you as a coach, when it comes to Pilates, I'm pretty like picky with form, especially because you've got right next to me. So I, I won't do <laughs> an average or mediocre strike at it. It has to be pristine. But I reckon like when I started Pilates and you were like, lift your hips, I was like, well, I can't lift them anymore because this is, this is where I'm at. Whereas like, I didn't know how to actually make those tiny little corrections. Whereas I think like the more, the more I do it and the more like picky you are at it, it's awesome because you you do become a lot more like capable of 
making minor adjustments. I would have loved to have had your form, say, from 18 months ago and then form now. It actually would be almost like a, a sit and reach test of the 90s, like just seeing how far you can reach towards your toes. Like in terms of form, it is really hard to objectify in terms of management with Pilates, which is the frustrating thing for physios because we love a value, we love a bit of data um, and you, probably you'd actually relate to that. You're the data queen. I love data. Oh my gosh, you love it so much. Even sleep data, running data, breathing data. Even sort of software data. Actually, yeah, software, true. Like literally anything. You just get into the back end of the computer and just have a browse. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'll just press some buttons and see what happens. I just want to see how many different country, different members are and stuff like that. Just interested. Yeah. Actually fantastic. Um, and that's that's actually a good segue to the new app. One feature, which is really cool, is but because of the algorithm, it's a smart app, it'll pick up whatever country you're in and it'll adapt to that, which is so cool. It'll also adapt to sort of your level, how long you like to do sessions for, what your injuries are, um, and, and all those sorts of things, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? So if you're, like, in Germany, it's going to be like, we has do. <laughs> I don't even comment on us, us Australia. Yes, it will. And it'll it'll adapt to the currency and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, to be fair, my, all of my instructions are going to be um, obviously in English. <laughs> no, you got to start learning some other languages. Lift. I actually, I've been working with this gorgeous German, and I did try at the start to try and be quite, um, I guess, cultured. I tried to learn oh, no. phrases. Oh, no. But the, it's, uh, German is really hard. Like, I like to think that I'm, like, okay with languages like I studied two at school obviously nothing like German but I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna apologize here and say I'm just gonna speak in Australian I'm sorry <laughs> in Australia in Australia well let's not it's not only English it is very Australian I got told by someone recently at the event uh he was from New Zealand and he was like gosh you've got a real Aussie accent and I was like oh that's yeah. I'm the kind of offended but also I speak Australian I guess I do yeah I think it's good but I reckon the cool thing about the app is that you can actually tailor it like specifically to what you want, you know, so there's, I mean, I, I'm saying this, but I don't even know exactly. You have to correct me if this is wrong, but um, apparently word on the street is that you can like, you can say, you know, how many sessions you want to do per week, how, like the duration of it. So the, the sessions on there that range from seven minutes to like 40 minutes, um, you know, how much time have you got, uh, what your like weaknesses are or previous injuries, goals, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is like so cool. And so, so then you've got all of the pre-recorded classes, obviously, and then the algorithm what does its magic and suggests them. Exactly. So what will happen is each week that algorithm will be refreshed. So just say you want to do three classes a week of 30 minutes, it'll shoot out three classes that it thinks that you need, depending on your level and your injuries and your skill set. And then what it'll do is the next week, once that's been completed, it'll shoot out the next three. So it'll be an endless algorithm. And at any stage, you can go back into it and actually adjust it. Mm. which is super cool. And if you do um, come down with an injury, which is which is part of running, there might be a little niggle developing. What you can do is you can go back in and kind of get on board to the rehab wagon. There's actually a really great rehab section in there, which is a little bit um, kind of hidden on the dashboard at the moment, whereas on the app it'll be a little bit more accessible. Yeah, and actually I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like I've seen it so many times that so many people have niggles. Like like being, being a runner, there's you, you can't avoid sort of getting... Yeah. little things pop up with us like runner's knee shin splints i do it like there's always like mm. little things that do pop up and um i don't know, like to be honest from what i've seen like the people that um i coach and the people that i run with just people that i've observed in general like you can see that you know people often have these niggles that just pop up and they seem like they're a really big deal and they may stop you from you know being able to do the session the session that's on the program or whatever but all it takes is just like pulling back and 
getting stronger in that surrounding area making and that's when it comes down to doing these sessions that are actually specific to what you like yeah. to, to to what your issue is with your body um and it is surprising how quickly things actually settle because most things are, like most things do pop up if you've got little imbalances right absolutely and and that's our rec- that's physio in a nutshell really the, the, the very <laughs> okay very, no, no, but you're absolutely spot on so the very first component is load management so going yeah. all right well this is not comfortable so we're going to pull back Second thing is, it's like, what's your imbalance? What's tight? Let's lengthen it. What's weak? Let's strengthen it. Mm. And then let's get you restored back to that nice homeostatic human form mm. that the body's mm. craving. Um, and then, of course, there's other adjuncts to that, you know, things like biomechanics that you can look at. And there's also footwear, there's surfaces, um, et cetera, et cetera, terrain that also compound into it. Mm. You're spot on. And, and the app can help you with the, the first couple of things. And then obviously um, in terms of footwear, et cetera. That is kind of a side hobby for us, though. We love talking about terrain, footwear. So if anyone ever needs any shoe recommendations or, you know, surface recommendations, if you're dealing with a certain injury, I'm always happy to help too. It's a tough one. What, what, what would you recommend just for a jogging shoe right now? So to be honest, okay, I've had a lot of people with runner's knee recently. And mm. contrary to what you'd expect, often with runner's knee, a less supportive shoe is actually better just in terms of the heel drop. So a lot of the really high support shoes um, do have a lot of arch support, but they've got a high heel lift and that actually mm-hmm. further loads your knee. True. So actually almost a bit more of a minimalist shoe. You do change your gait mechanics and there's a, quite a big pain reduction noted in people with patellofemoral pain when they have less supportive or less of a heel drop, mm. um, AKA trail shoes. They seem to have oh, a no. <laughs> so I feel like the ones that I'm wearing at the moment have like an eight mil, whereas if I look at perhaps um, my trusty fave, the glycerin, for example, that's on like a 12 build drop, yeah. which is really great for things like plantar fascia or Achilles when you're trying to deload the posterior chain mm. or when you're wanting to uh, deload the anterior chain, the knees, you want a slightly less drop, like eight mil, six mil, if possible. Mm. Something like the launch is very good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And what about like session for like faster stuff? Fast stuff? Oh, look, I've had my, um, my taste of super shoes with a carbon plate mm. and I'm now ruined. It's like when I've fit flown business class and now I can never go economy again. What did you wear today? So today I was wearing the Hyperion Elites doing the session mm-hmm. and um, to be honest, I absolutely loved it. And they are stiff and they are firm, um, which can feel when you're just sort of walking around in them, it feels like, oh, it feels a bit hard. But when you are working sort of more top end, exactly as you told me weeks ago, they do soften and they actually um, help with impact reduction through that whole recoil response. So the Hyperion Elites have been marvellous, actually. I reckon they're the kind of shoe that they feel better as you sort of wear them in. Yeah. And I'm that person that actually been wearing them in. I've been walking around the town in them. Yesterday I went for a walk with my sister on a um, public holiday and I was walking around in super shoes and she's like, are you all right? She was in like a pair of um, just like literally like casual, like basically Converse. He was walking around the town and I was like, and I was like, keep up. Why are you walking so slow? Oh, like, no. Because I'm not wearing carbon plates. Can you just calm down? That reminds me of that time in Byron Bay when I got in trouble because I couldn't keep up with you. And I was like, mate, you're wearing super shoes. No one can keep up with you. Like, actually, us in a nutshell, you kept trying to like stop and smell the roses and check the view. And I was like, we're on a mission to get the lighthouse and we are on an absolute strict regime. And you went, why? Why are you Sure. Wait, no, we've got to get to the top. I don't even remember why. I think I just wanted to, you know, uh, get my um, Cass and Kel kind of vibes on. Yeah. Maybe take some um, selfies with the lighthouse up in front. That was definitely what we were rushing for. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I'll never forget that time we took a tripod up to the lighthouse and it was like peak season in the middle of summer. 
and we were those people like filming workouts up at the lighthouse with a tripod and I've never felt my soul leave my body more profoundly than that time. I reckon worse was the following day when we decided to take the tripod down to the beach. No, that was bad. (laughs) And we we spent the whole time squealing and complaining because we were doing like crunches on our back, like elbow to knee kind of vibes with wind coming into our eyes. Like sandburn. Oh, so bad. Wasn't Sarah? You know that it's a problem when you can see like other like millennials filming you doing these workouts with a tripod, as they should, because you are kook of the day material. But you know that 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 footage is not being used for anything positive, positive whatsoever. And you just know that you're actually, yeah, you've actually just completely succumbed. Yeah, and that's fine. Cinema. Our, our next stop is going to be back up to back up north to Queensland. Yes, Gold Coast. New site. Yeah. Well, I only realized, I thought we were just going for like five days and then I kind of just realized that it's actually two weeks. So are. So yeah, actually should probably take more than just a backpack of runners and um, shorts. So one week in Noosa, one week on the Gold Coast or a few days on the Gold Coast. um, Back in Australia and then over to the US. However, I do need this moment to actually warn you. So this is your first proper family holiday with all of the bookies. So there will be 10 adults. There'll be eight little girls. So we don't have any nephews in my family. We're only girls, as you know. So it's it's going to be a journey. So if I sort of paint the picture, we used to go up to Queensland, but we used to drive in our station wagon and we'd have six people. We'd have the dog and we'd have about 17 boogie boards. We'd have one of those sea kayaks and then like a Walkman between all of us <laughs> that we'd share periodically. Um, and you know, like we used to take, if dad was driving, it takes maybe like nearly a week. Cause he'd always like to take the scenic route, stop everywhere. Just, you know, like yeah. smaller roses. Got to see the good part. If mum was behind the wheel, however. Oh no. And it's there in eight hours, I reckon. You would not even get in a toilet stop. I, did. I never get the time. I really need to pee as a kid. And I remember they said, this is the designated stop. And where, is this, go now, where is this story going? <laughs> and if you don't stop now, then, um, you don't, you don't get to go. And I remember I was like, I didn't think I was fine with running to keep to book a kid. And I remember being in so much pain and just in the backseat, but I knew that I couldn't complain because I've been told specifically, yeah. um, that that was off the cards and you know, when mum's on a mission, sort of mission. Yeah. So what I'm alluding to here is this holiday is going to be like boot camp. <laughs> we're going to be boot camp, but also have you seen the movies like with the, um, the Griswolds, like holidays? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Big families. I've always wanted to be one of these obnoxious families on holiday. Shirts. Yes. And like have like um, almost like flash mob dances that they do at like the surf club. No. Trina. I will be the first person at a flash mob dance at a surf club. You know that. I will definitely be the instigator of it and very much approve. I know. I know. I know. So yeah, that's going to be a really good time. It is going to be, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I think there's some competitions too. We've already sort of been staking out the competition that we have to do like scavenger hunts, etc. So that'll be a really good time. Stay tuned to make sure there's no injuries involved. I'm sure there will be lots of bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. but that's all right. So we'll be coming from Queensland next time. There's actually also about four, four physios. There's two doctors on that trip as well. So I think we'll be right. Yeah. On that right. note, we'll keep you posted. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.